Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast, episode 116, entitled Steal From Everyone. The Tutor Podcast is all about how to help you to start, grow, and love your tutoring business, which is something I've been passionately involved in for 20 years. So today the title is Steal From Everybody. And what I mean by that is learning. It's really more the, the way of the autodidact and the polymath now. An autodidact is a self-educator, a self-improver. It's this, for me, this is a constant ongoing learning and exploration of the self. I think that, by and large, education stops for most people when they leave school. For me, it kind of started when I left school. When I was a kid, I tried to avoid sleep so I could read and learn everything. By sort of age six or seven, I read every encyclopedia in the house. I was driving teachers and parents crazy. Started getting into trouble, lost interest in school because there was nothing there for me. I already knew it. And that was a pattern that went on till much later when I started to harness and focus that restless desire to learn more and read more and just try and gather knowledge and understanding as to how things work to myself. What I found at school was that asking the questions, why? How come? Uh, and what happens if? Well, really very welcome. And even much later at university, there was a feeling that you shouldn't be asking these questions. You kind of had to learn the stuff on the course and that was it. And it didn't really challenge me. So outside of formal learning, I, I've kind of given myself carte blanche to learn whatever I please on my own time in my own way, but not set any boundaries because... What I think this has allowed me to become is something of a polymath. Now, all a polymath is is someone who's learned in many things. So you think of people like Pythagoras, Plato, Marcus Aurelius, Michelangelo, Leonardo da Vinci, Newton, Tesla, William Blake. They were all active in many, many areas. And they didn't really constrain themselves or confine themselves by specialization. They roamed widely, intellectually speaking. And they cross-fertilized ideas from everything they did. So rather than being highly specialized, they were able to recruit ideas and insights from all over the place. And so I've kind of lumped this down for myself as the phrase, steal from everyone. And I use it every day for myself and I give it to my students and ask them to, to try it. For me, it's a reminder that nobody has a monopoly. Nobody has a monopoly on knowledge, especially not me. I don't know everything. Other people know far more than I do about a lot more stuff than I've ever encountered. So I'm always looking outwards for insights, not inwards. When I find myself looking inward to what I'm doing a lot of the time towards a conventional approach, I'm narrowing my focus down. That shuts out new ideas and it, it can lead to things becoming quite dogmatic and stodgy. When I'm dogmatic, then the idea of heresy starts to get thrown up and 
heretics are just challenging the conventional way of doing things as far as I can tell. The problem of, of becoming more and more specialised and more and more rigid in what we do is that we can develop a mono kind of an approach to things and it'll become quite rigid or ossified. And that might not be the most effective way to work with all of our students. So I tend to look outwards because the wider my view is of the world, the more I can look around for useful knowledge and insights to bring back into what I'm doing. I'm a bit like a funnel in that I'm very wide at one end and I'm very narrow at the other. And I'm trying to bring from the wide area of knowledge down into what I'm doing on a day-to-day basis. When I'm exploring ideas, when I'm reading or sitting down to watch a video or listen to a podcast or something, I'm always asking the question, what is there in this that I can use to make me a better teacher, a better business person, a better dad, a better entrepreneur? That question primes me. I love it. So I'm trying to look around and channel understanding back for myself to bring a wide field of view and then to draw that down into a tiny point like a magnifying glass to bring all of that, those streams of knowledge into sharp focus onto whatever it is I'm currently engaged in. And I remind myself... There are no heresies here. There are, there are no taboos, if you like. I'll look at everything to try to take out what's useful to me and what can be valuable to me. And with my students, I, I give them the same phrase. I tell them to steal from everyone. I want them to question and stress test everything they're learning with me as musicians, as guitarists, as people. The more they test the ideas, the more robust they become in their minds. So they become a foundation on which to build other things. And that, in turn, can open them up to wider possibilities, such as ongoing learning and endless curiosity. What I really want to do is to challenge them and inspire them to ask the questions. Why? What if? Or how come? And as they challenge, I want them to, in turn, reveal the principles that they're using day to day to understand the historical context of what we're doing and put it in place in the timeline of the world, if you like, to look across at different genres, different cool new musics. I'm always sharing things that I think are cool with other people and getting them to share it back with me because I'll learn from them. If both student and teacher are looking, the chances of us finding something really cool and fun to do together are improved, wouldn't you agree? So I'll get them to play music that's out of their favourite genre. So my favourite one is to get the metalheads to play funk or disco to develop a lightness of touch which will help with their rock muting techniques. I'll get the blues guys so steeped in melancholy and soul to play brainless pop music. I'll get the six-string players to play bass so they really focus in and home in on their rhythm. And oftentimes I'll sit and teach people how to listen to a piece of music to give them some tools to pick apart a music or a song so that they'll become better players. Something I'm really big on as well is to get 
instrumentalists to use their voices to make them better players. This has been off the charts for me over the years, as has teaching them to write, to improvise, and to explore their own creativity. And I've nicked from absolutely every field I've ever been in contact with. You see, what I've found is that ideas are everywhere. There are books, podcasts, videos, courses, and the whole world, because the internet is now just an enormous library. It's just full of ideas. Some of them are good. An awful lot of them are really bad. And part of my job is to examine and test these ideas, to combine them, extract from them, to simplify them and to compound them, to confirm or to eliminate an idea from the the field of my knowledge, if you like, to blend them together and to create a, a unique take on things. That's my special source. That's my USP My unique selling proposition is that I bring knowledge from everything I've ever studied and I apply it all to what I do on a day-to-day basis. And I'm constantly adding to that knowledge base, so I'm evolving over time. You see, when you have that in mind, you realize that ideas are everywhere. So you, you kind of pause and pick them up. You try them on like clothes and find the ones that, that fit best for yourself and for the occasion. Most importantly of all, write them down. So I've built up over the year quite a sizable archive of knowledge and insights and ideas. A whole body of research that I can draw on to develop intellectual property, um, working on the next book, some courses. And when you, of course, when you write them down, remember ideas are slippery little sods and they will slip away given half a chance. You write them down, you've nailed them down, you've got them then. They can't escape. And the same goes for me with not just ideas, but with stories, metaphors, similes. They're just better ways for me to express ideas and concepts to my students. And what I found is that the vast majority of my advancement as a teacher, as a business person, as a player, has come from the edges. Um, I believe the the sort of centre, the mainstream, is a a well-trodden path where not much grows. You can go along there, but it's not very fertile ground. The fertile ground is is out at the boundaries at the periphery where the new and the fresh meets the old way. Now, this is important because when the new and the fresh comes in, you'll find things that are common in other fields which are pretty much unheard of in your own. It's very common, for instance, for industries to hire outside to consult on their problems. I've had a couple of cases in my own life where as a, as a musician, as a music teacher, someone who understood sound was recruited by Denso, the Japanese manufacturing concern, to look at some production engineering issues which they had with high-end Audi car air conditioning systems. And that was, for me... A very, very fast fix. For them, they've been working on it for months. But I just looked at it and went, oh, you need this. Ping. Because I wasn't looking at it from their point of view. So looking at things from someone else's point of view, recruiting someone else's ideas is very valuable. I had a couple of other consultation jobs with the same company where I was involved in using ultrasound testing on the factory floor. 
on their quality control issues, which they wanted to be as good as possible. And that was a productive relationship over several years where I was, I was paid monthly to go and spend an hour in their factory and then spend the rest of the month thinking. They called it blue sky thinking. So what they wanted really was a fresh pair of eyes on a problem in a different toolbox. And we as teachers should be filling our toolbox up every single day because we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know. So we should always be looking at things outside of our own field and bringing that knowledge back in. What I found with the Denso experience was their team were experts in what they knew, but they had to hire me in to do what they couldn't yet understand or didn't understand, didn't want to understand. They just needed a fix. In the process, I learned from them too, and I bought a bunch of ideas back from working with their production engineers. So I think as teachers, we should be filling up our toolbox a little bit every day. For myself, I read all the time. If I'm in the car, I'm listening to books or podcasts. When I'm in the kitchen cooking, I'm listening to something. There's always a book open on a book stand next to me when I'm writing because I can glance across and maybe there's an idea in there. So I'm, I'm nicking ideas, if you like, I'm stealing ideas from, from all the sciences, from mechanics, you know, I have a motorcycle and I love messing around with machines. Um, I'm always looking at anatomy, physiology from my background in sport, from competitive running and cycling, from the martial arts and the, the kinesiology, the study of movement. NLP, neuro-linguistic program, has been massive for me. The language and the patterns of human behavior, coupled with sort of applied psychology. I'm big on hypnosis especially the way I manage my own state and the state of my students whilst we're working together. I look at semiotic symbols, creative writing and storytelling, every aspect of music from ancient shamanic drumming to modern high-tech music production, it all goes into the mix. I look at the technology of musical instruments, acoustics and psychoacoustics, sociology, maths, finance, business systems is massive for me as a teacher never mind as an entrepreneur i look at the medicine the health and the fitness aspects of everything i do i look at philosophy i look at everything and never get floored by a question by a student as far as i can remember i've never been stopped in my tracks basically i just know my stuff and as far as my students go i think that shows makes me much more credible, more valuable in their eyes. They'll ask me a question, I'll give them an answer, an explanation in a way that they can process themselves. And then you get asked, well, how do you know all this? Now I've got a chance to inspire them to go and learn more for themselves. That's all part of being a teacher. So I'm trying to get myself to become almost a, a conduit for a confluence of ideas where everything goes into the mix, where synergies and compounding effects start to occur as I'm stirring it all around in my head. I'm looking for tools to think with, ways of clarifying what I'm doing on a day-to-day -day basis. I'm trying to disambiguate 
ex explanations and material and make it more understandable. Trying to reach into waffly, pretentious nonsense and lay bare what really matters to extract the the real bones of an idea and that will distill the meaning of something down to a very pure form so that I can get it across to my students better. If I can do that, I can accelerate their learning and their progress. I can amplify their results for them so what they might have a tiny glimmering of, I can turn into a bright sparkle or an inferno. I can just eliminate so much fluff and stodge by just cutting to the chase. For me, these learning tools are invaluable for the students and for myself as I keep on progressing. Because what I realise is that for my students, and I always tell them this, is that everything they learn with me will ripple out into all of the other aspects of their life. It's inevitable. So I love it when I get letters and cards and phone calls and messages from students telling me how much their guitar lessons have impacted on other areas of their life. Because it's never just about the guitar. You have to empower and inspire the whole person. And sometimes it feels for me that teaching guitar is just a front for me to do that deep work with them. The fact that it's great fun teaching guitar at the same time is also a bonus for me. So I've just dropped my notes. Sorry about that. <laughs> you see, it is never just about the guitar. Because we live and we are complex systems. Let's try that again. You see, it's never just about the guitar. Humans are complex systems who live within a complex system where a single approach is unlikely to, to give optimum results for everyone. See, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, doesn't it? So the more you learn, the more flexible you can be. As a teacher, what I understand is that the more flexible my approach is towards getting an idea across or communicating something to my students, the better chance I've got of finding a way that works. It's a principle that I've borrowed from neurolinguistic programming, NLP, is that whoever has the most flexibility will control the outcome. So I'm staying flexible, keeping learning. It's, it's like a quest that never ends. A journey that is endless. An exploration of possibility, looking to engage in solving an ongoing puzzle or riddle that every time I solve one aspect of it develops another aspect, another limb if you like to explore. So I have this idea of endless growth and a journey that's self-fulfilling. It, its purpose of the journey is to keep moving and keep learning, to explore what I can become, what my students can become. So I'm always stealing from everybody and throwing it into the mix. And this has been massive for me. This is where it really matters for us as tutors because it's had a huge impact on my business. 
I want you to carve this somewhere onto a body part or something. Okay? Maybe get it tattooed on the insides of your eyelids. Learn more, earn more. The more you learn, the more you can earn. It really is very simple. If you are well learned and curious and you're always adding ideas in, you will be of maximum value to your customers and your students. You see, deep learning is, is fairly rare. But even rarer than that is deep learning and wide-ranging learning. The two things aren't mutually exclusive. It's exceedingly valuable. That is my USP. Is I'm not your average gigging guitarist who teaches a bit to make ends meet. I'm a guy who's dedicated to teaching and learning, to explaining things in a way that makes it accessible for my students. This has had some great effects. Is students do learn very quickly, they make great progress, but then they want to stay with me. Because as I evolve, my answers keep changing. As I continue to learn, I keep my customers, my students updated. And when I've said to students in the past, you don't need me anymore. Go. They've asked me and begged me not to fire them because they just want to stay around to see what I'll come up with next. It's astonishing. Just how many students still want lessons even though they know everything I know at this point. There is that ongoing engagement with the material, that ongoing learning for me to clarify things and improve them, optimize them and to take my students forward with me. And finally the bottom line for me is this, when we as teachers embody this idea of ongoing learning, of becoming all that we can be. We inspire and lead our students, our customers, by revealing possibilities in ourselves and in them, which could otherwise be lost. Without us, they might not glimpse the possibilities in themselves. That's what teaching means to me to lead and guide students to the fullest expression of themselves, to fully reveal and express myself in the process. That's why I teach. And I think that's probably why you teach too, isn't it? So tell me guys, how does this sound to you? Does it resonate with you? I've touched you somewhere deep inside. For me, it's right here in my gut and here in my throat. Does your worldview line up with mine? Or does it run in a completely different direction. I'd love to hear from you. So why not get in touch? I'm available email. It's info at neilcowider.com. You can find me on Twitter where I am at Tutor Podcast. And as we wrap up for today, I remind you to hit the subscribe button and you'll automatically get the latest updates as soon as they're live. So we'll say goodbye. I'll see you next time on the Tudor Podcast, where it's all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. 
Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 